0: Yeah, Tommy <laughs> whoever it takes Kyle <laughs>
1: Another episode of Streamer Season The exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast On the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network It's KB and Dylan coming at you from Dylan's Underground Studio (laughs) once again Another, what is this, a crossover episode? (laughs) We had a draft We had our fantasy draft tonight Um, So we're linking up again in the Dylan Cave Um, Before we get started I'm making sure we're not lagging, which I don't think we are, so that's good. Uh, make sure you're following us on the socials, at s z n on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter, at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the subscribe. podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And Dylan... What should the people be leaving in the Apple Podcast Reviews?
0: People should be leaving what they are hopefully always leaving if they are avid listeners and watchers in both YouTube and in podcast form, wherever you get your podcast, as Kyle always says. You should be leaving reviews. And in those reviews, you should be saying, obviously, nice things about how awesome Kyle and I are. But also leaving us recommendations on what to watch next, people. There are so many streaming services, although it seems like these days they're getting buddy-buddy emerging. That's a conversation for later. Uh, But let us know what you want us to watch. There are tons of shows. I mean, we are are in the century in which Kyle is watching a Game of Thrones entity and actually enjoying it. So anything is possible. And anything is up for grabs.
1: So let us know. And I'm going to use this video. I think we should be fine. If we're not, I apologize. It's probably just my computer being a big, fat, dum dum.
0: Or it could be my Wi-Fi. It's not always Kyle.
1: Well, we're not on Wi-Fi for this in particular. Oh. So it's probably just my big, dumb, fat computer. Anyway. Dylan said, do the damn thing on the Apple podcast. And you can do the damn thing on the YouTube as well. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of streamer season in every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. And... We're on that hashtag Road to 1K Gauntlet Challenge. Yes, sir. Dylan's going to cosplay as one of the characters in a show or movie that we have watched as voted on by the people. I'm going to regret that, but yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to regret mine even more because I'm going to watch Game of Thrones Season 1. So buckle up, subscribe to the YouTube channel, be a friend, tell a friend, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and tell your people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Shout out to our sponsors make this show happen tomahawk shades the best small batch eyewear in the game your boy has been on some rough sleep patterns lately yeah he has so (laughs) when i came over for our draft i was wearing my tomahawk shades blue light plus glasses to make sure my eyes were not breathing fire like a dragon and it worked and it worked my eyes feel much better and the house is
0: still not burnt down
1: i feel much more relaxed and yours can be the same way go to tomahawkshades.com and use code usp for 25 percent off your order at TomahawkShades.com, Kenwood Beer, who arguably just had the best late summer merch drop of all time. My sick. rope pack came in today. The it's a bad day to be a Kenny. Shirts are still available. Also sick. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Cop your merch. The, the blue color is just fantastic. Go to KenwoodBeer.com, and you can also use the new and improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area you got to be 21 or older to do so. Of course, please drink responsibly. And our pals over at Bino. Guys, it's it's a weird year. If you're not listening to the Top Bins podcast, what are you doing? Uh, shout out to the boys. One year of officially recording straight through for Top Benz now. It's awesome. Back on track, the original spinoff podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Bino's dropping every single week leading up to the World Cup, a new World Cup-themed podcast. Bino Board. That's insane. So go to BinoBoard.com. Check them on out. They're yeah. going to go fast. Use code Bino USP at checkout. You get 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. That's, that's a steal. That's a deal. Steal. There's going to be so many kick-ass boards available. It's going to be once the World Cup gets closer and you're hosting World Cup watch parties at your crib, you're going to want a Bino Board on the table. Yeah. It's so go a, get It's yours. a conversation starter. It's, it's the next big tabletop game. For your man cave, your she shed, your tailgates, your parties, all that good stuff. BinoPort.com. Code BinoUSP for 10% off your order. Dylan, are you ready to Hulk out over our favorite muscle mommy? The Cowabunga Boys are back, and it's She-Hulk Episode 3. Cowabunga. The People versus Emil Blonsky.
0: Yeah, this episode was interesting. Uh, I did not really expect what I watched. I didn't... Think that Megan the Stallion would be in the Stallion in yeah the in an episode of she hawk let alone a Marvel entity um, as herself. She pulled the old Elon Musk as herself. Some would argue that she's in there. I guess technically twice. Yes, uh, which is cool. Um, no, it was nice. It was just it was uh, it was interesting to see. Like as far as celebrities go, like I'm not like she's very big. It just was not. A celebrity aspect of the scene a marvel thing and i actually did enjoy that aspect of it like it was a shock and awe factor so that yeah, was, was great that, that we
1: was uh, great. we got the tweet out when we saw that it was coming from the cut so Make, that's why you gotta follow us on twitter you would have known megan yeah. the stallion was coming
0: i i did see the tweet courtesy of kyle in the in the uh the twitter account but i, I did not know it was going to be right away me either in the I next episode
1: like today down the we record line this on thursday but let's get into the people versus emil Blonsky. Uh, Jennifer Walters, she confronts her client, Emile Polanski, as we all know, Tim Roth's character yes, from the OG Incredible Hulk, which, not to sidetrack from the episode, I did just find out, Dylan, that Universal Studios' hold on the Incredible Hulk as a solo character is coming to an end. Just saying. So I can... A uh, whole lot of people thinking that we could see one Edward Norton potentially Hulk out again in one little Secret Wars or a World War Hulk. And I do remember
0: recalling to also go on that point. I believe he was offered the role to reprise it and turned it down. So he probably he probably wants to do that because he probably watched from the sidelines.
1: I'm done goofed.
0: Him and um, who's the actor they recasted as Brody from Iron Man uh, One
1: to Two? Terrence Howard.
0: Yeah, both of them.
1: Granted, at least Terrence Howard went on did Power. That's true. Um, but I'm sure he's missing those MCU checks. I would be <laughs> if I was either of those individuals. So, Jen Walters confronts her client, Emil Blonsky, about escaping prison and fighting in an underground fight club that we saw in Shang-Chi, obviously, and the Ten Rings. Uh, Blonsky explains that he was removed from his cell by the Sorcerer Supreme Wong, just Wong, former Target employee Wong. I don't know if you saw that on his LinkedIn profile. Yeah. He used to work at Target uh, before becoming a librarian and then the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, and that he returned to prison willingly afterwards. While Walter's attempts to contact Wong, the news of her appointment as Blonsky's lawyer stirs up public controversy. We have so many news stations, including Spanish news stations, and I was like, "Hachi, machi," because <laughs> uh, I love a good Spanish news broadcast. Um, Walter's former colleague, Dennis Bukowski, and I don't know if you also noticed, Dylan, the one uh, alleged like former lawyer for Blonsky that they brought up on there. That is supposed to be our guy, new Captain America. That's his brother, technically, from the comics. Oh wow, I the didn't character's know character's name. Okay, um, which in the comics, part of World War Hulk, has battles with Hulk. It's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting from what we saw last week, uh, and what we're continuing to see. But Walter's former colleague, Dennis Bukowski, approaches the Superhuman Law Division for a case involving his ex-girlfriend, Runa, a shape-shifting light elf from New Asgard, who defrauded him by impersonating Megan the Stallion. What a dope. The case is assigned to Jennifer Walter's co-worker, Augustus Pug Pugliese. That is a name right there. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like I, some, I, some Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory stuff right there. It they' going to
0: fall into a river of chocolate. <laughs>
1: Uh, Wong meets with Walters and agrees to testify at Blonsky's parole hearing. During the hearing, Wong and several other witnesses make their statements while Blonsky demonstrates his ability to remain in control as the abomination. We also see his uh, his seven soulmates, which I'm still convinced that they're not actually the real soulmates. They're just kind of red herring, but that is kind of a nod to the old uh, Charles Manson stuff. Uh, which is interesting. Which is pretty wild. Um I'm still convinced the true seven soulmates are uh, the old Thunderbolts.
0: Mm-hmm. We did discuss this last week and I'm on I'm, I'm board with that theory.
1: During the hearing, Wong uh, and several witnesses, like I said, make their statements while Blonsky demonstrates he can still control himself as abomination. Walters helps uh, Pug later on to win his case and Blonsky is released on parole, but he's forbidden from transforming again and if he does, he's going back to the, to the clinker. Uh, and as She-Hulk... Walters gives a televised interview to tell her story, and later, while going home, Walters is attacked by four men armed with Asgardian construction equipment, hired by an anonymous client, who attempt to steal a sample of her blood. But she fights them off. The needle won't pierce that Green Hulk skin. Um, this is the part that I'm most interested from from this episode for sure. And then, obviously, our post-credit scene, we get She-Hulk and Megan the Stallion throwing it down, throwing it back Torking. body adi 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 and Megan Thee Stallion is now MCU canon.
0: She is. She her music is part of the MCU. Uh,
1: a wild episode. I think another good episode to build off of what we saw last week continuing to push the story forward. And now I feel like we got a taste from that that final, you know, scene of where the villain arc is going to come from we see those Asgardian weapons and everything and trying to get her blood trying to get some blood um and also dropping bread comes
0: a possible war of the hawks yes. hawks hawks <laughs> the one
1: the one character says the boss is going to be pretty upset with him dylan my first question to you from this episode is who do you think the Asgardian construction workers which i'm going to look up their actual name here because they do have a name and they pop up quite often with She Hulk in the comics, uh, who do you think they're working for in our six one six Marvel Cinematic Universe?
0: <laughs> be funny if it was Thor trying to get the blood, so <laughs> I, I was <laughs> so he could finally you know like not finally he could be Hawk again, uh, be Hulk rather. Um, who do I think? I can. Um, it could be several people, um, just because. I feel like with how the Asgardians are perceived now, it's—I mean—they're not living in space on another planet. They're living on Earth in the new Asgard, so it's like their services could be a lot easier <laughs> hired because you don't have to go f- travel the Bifrost. So my point is that narrows it down to like no one in terms of like it could be anyone in theory on Earth. Now it, it wouldn't make more sense for it to be maybe another Asgardian or someone connected in that lore. I honestly, I was thinking about this before you came over. I, 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 I think I have a couple ideas, but I also don't know. I really, I'm, just, I'm kind of just trying to stay... My bl- brain
1: went to two places. Blissfully ignorant. I think they're two... The, this crew, which they're known as the Wrecking Crew, by the way, for the people at home.
0: That's pretty uh, on brand for a construction crew. Yes,
1: and they have battled the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, Captain America, Iron Fist, The Runaways, Spider-Man. Namor the Submariner, Doctor Strange, Daredevil, Alpha Flight, She Hulk, and the X Men. So
0: pretty much every superhero run ins with everybody. They've dabbled.
1: They they seem too stupid to be working with someone like Val, in my opinion. Val seems very calculated. She seems very like on the nose of who she wants around her in her circle of trust.
0: But being dumb like that that's stupid because they do seem stupid. That also is a trope, though, right? Like, really dumb henchman, smart overseer.
1: Which leads me to someone we've seen deal with, some pretty dumb Uh-oh. tropey henchmen. Everybody, strap on the theory helmets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: nicer way of saying tinfoil hats. <laughs>
1: Dylan, I think the wrecking crew is working for Wilson Fisk.
0: I could see that. They could be easily manipulated. Uh, he's relatively, I would say he's charismatic to 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 a point. Um, he has money.
1: Yeah, He's worked with the tracksuit mafia. Makes sense. A bunch fits of in. bozos. He's worked with, you know, in the original Netflix run of Daredevil, he worked with the Russians, he worked with the Chinese, he worked with a whole bunch of different, you know, organizations and and different, you know, team up uh, of different people. Uh, I feel like this could be a way to start linking in Matt Murdock, who we're allegedly going to see at some point uh, in this season. I feel like next week could be a real big week, especially since uh, next week's episode is also going to be airing on Disney Plus Day. Uh, So I think that's a massive thing. And I also think it's very interesting that we got introduced to... Uh, Runa, the, the light elf from Asgard, New Asgard, as well as these guys stealing Asgardian weapons and construction worker equipment the week before Thor Love and Thunder comes out on Disney Plus. Also on Disney Plus Day. I think I have a theory on who it might be.
0: This Strap is a, on this a theory has, helmet. This is a tinfoil hat. But, so like. They're Asgardians, so they have access to technology, and they're trying to steal the blood, right? Uh huh. Who is someone in the Marvel universe? He 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 was in a couple of movies. He was a, he runs a technology warfare company, and he plays second fiddle to Stark Industries. That'd be one Justin Hammer.
1: Ooh, and I like he, this. And he ties
0: into everything. He ties into the Iron Wars coming up. He ties into the Mandarin because he's he's in that. Mm hmm saga he ties into obviously anyone connected to the iron man he he's also just kind of tied into the mcu as a whole because he is a large company i like that theory so that's just my theory because I, I did see rumors that that actor might repri- sam rockwell might reprise yep. his role as justin hammer sooner than later he's
1: allegedly going to be in armor wars which is huge we just don't know when that's coming out but so we should find out at d23 uh, what
0: better way to make him Excuse could be a potential villain in this show. I like
1: that theory a lot.
0: He's wealthy. He's enough money to also pay off the. the and he's pretty intelligent-ish. Yeah. So,
1: I like that theory. He's
0: always conniving.
1: And the last time we saw him was the "All Hail the King" one-shot. Uh, you know that is now in the the cinematic timeline, yeah. obviously, and that leads into Shang Chi. Um, trying to think of anybody else that those guys could potentially be working for. Maybe Sharon Carter, the power broker. Um, Not sure how involved she would be in this series per se, Um, but it would be interesting because obviously when we saw her last in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she had all types of knickknacks and a whole bunch of stuff when she was in Madripoor. Um, So she got her hands on a bunch of different things. She now has... You know the inside scoop into the government as well.
0: Also, it says hammer, hammer um, industries ally, United States Army, and what is the long term enemy of the Hawks? Usually, the Army. <laughs>
1: Very true. There's a lot of people that these guys could be working for, and just gonna throw it out there. Not that I feel like it could be true because we have the 2012 version of him in a different timeline now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't count out the God of mischief, Loki himself.
0: That's true. It's possible he's he's lingering around, um, sneaking around, sneaking, if you, lurking, if you
1: will. I think there's so many opportunities to link these guys to somebody. Just who it will be is what's you know left up to question. But it is interesting that they're tying in a bunch of Asgardian stuff. On the precipice of Thor, Love, and Thunder dropping on Disney+, Plus, which I think is something that Marvel likes to do when their movies are ready to come out. They uh, they drop those little teasers to get you ready for those movies to come out. And I will say this. This is spoiler, no context. The Wrecking Crew has nothing to do with Thor, Love, and Thunder. They are not involved. So
0: They are separate entities. Separate
1: entities. They, they just so happen to have Asgardian technology with them. Um... I also love how Wong referenced everything that happened in Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> and uh, the things that happened in Multiverse of Madness, send them to the mirror dimension, the shadow dimension.
0: Wong's, Wong's the he's, he's, he's the go, bro.
1: And I also love the breaking of the fourth wall where Jen says, let's not forget whose show this is. Love that. Hers. Um, but uh, let's also not forget, we're going to see Daredevil soon. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's the nine episodes of IMDb. You lie. <laughs> yes, they did lie to us. Um, But overall, I think this episode was, in a way, like forward-moving. I liked how it kind of is progressing where I think we're going to go for the final six episodes of this. And I think episodes one, two, and half of three were setting the landscape of the character of She-Hulk. And that's why I like that this show is nine episodes rather than the traditional six. Because if this was... I feel like you and I would be totally on the same page if this was a six-episode series and this is what we've gotten so far. We'd be like, where the fuck is this show going in the next three episodes? Yeah. Knowing that we have six more episodes, I think, is huge.
0: It's a a slower burn.
1: And I like that every episode has a post-credit scene. I think that's fantastic. I want Marvel shows to continue to adopt that, Um, whether it's, you know part of the story or just fun stuff like we've had the last two weeks um either way i think they're great whether
0: it's a joke or serious right
1: because the jokes will live on forever we still use the gif of steve rogers in the captain america suit sitting backwards on the chair from the spider-man video
0: i'm sure the gif of megan the stallion oh yeah uh she hawk will be (laughs) circulating
1: um so then my next question here is now that jen has kind of gotten attacked for the first time, uses her powers to fend off, you know, an enemy.
0: An actual enemy, too. Not not just right. a common, like, robber on the street. Like,
1: someone... And not something that goes on in court.
0: No. Yeah,
1: not someone mad about a court trial. For all it's, intents and purposes, she got jumped.
0: Yeah, but by people that were intentive on
1: jumping her. Like, right. they
0: were assigned to jumping her. Paid.
1: And those people going after her blood. This is the first time we've seen anybody really... Since the Incredible Hulk, since the OG, movie. the OG
0: two Hulk movies with Banana, Banana, yeah, Norton.
1: like nobody's really been coming for the Hulk. No. blood. because
0: they kind of did what they did with other characters, and they didn't—they soft reset the Hulk in terms of they didn't go over his backstory.
1: Like you meet him, and he's already ah uh, right. Who do you think, or or what do you think they could be coming after? Hulk blood for
0: well, if it's my theory, it would be to replicate the success of what Jen went through. Like, find more people that are able to Hulk out, essentially. Or maybe if it's Hammer, he also likes drones. Maybe find a way to mechanize it. But either way, like he's trying to probably hash on the like the blood and use it to like obviously for his own gains or anyone for that Mm -hmm. matter. And they're probably trying to recreate it because like. You have to think, right? Like there's Super Soldier Serum. Yes. And then there's Hawk Blood. Like we love Cap America. We liked we like John Walker on this show. Adrian Walker. But like, dude, the Hawk and Lily just go
1: Right. She Hawk and just go So my point is like,
0: imagine you were able to take that blood and you can put it in 100 successful candidates. And we did
1: see how powerful Jen was as well once she hulked out and these guys were attacking her. She kind of just, you know, flicked them off like they were flies. Exactly. that goes to show you the strength of any Hulk.
0: Exactly. And imagine getting 50 of them that could follow orders, whether they're mercenaries or soldiers or in between. That's intense. That's your own... Superhero, or even ten. You know what I mean? It's your your own little hit squad of Hawks, or whatever you want to do with them.
1: And that's why I think this next person I'm going to bring up to you could re-enter the MCU canon. I want you to go all the way back to 2008, Dylan, and remember that Incredible Hulk movie with Ed Norton. A lot of people are speculating that he could make a cameo and make his epic return to the MCU we've used other characters from that movie obviously rest in peace that is thunderbolt ross the act the actor uh and we've had uh abomination now come through to the canon mcu yeah not that the incredible hulk isn't canon it is something that i think will make its return to the the canon timeline once universal's uh hold over it is over but I want you to remember the leader or the character that was portrayed as the leader at the very close to the end of of that movie where we have Homeboy kind of laying on his side, the Hulk blood drops onto his brain, and then we see his brain kind of pulsating and everything. Oh,
0: uh, I forget the actor's
1: name. Yeah. I'm going to pull that up here, actually. Um, But yeah, I didn't talk about... A lot of people believe his character could be making a return to the MCU because... Where has he been this whole time? And <laughs> sleeping. He's also part of the comic book run of like Marvel's intelligentsia or intelligentsia, whatever you want to call it. Um and he could be trying to get that blood to use to create like Hulk super soldiers almost. We saw the super soldier serum come through in, in and, the Falcon it, and the Winter and Soldier. Worked. It worked. Worked well. Uh Tim Blake Nelson is the actor. Uh, who plays The leader Effectively uh, Samuel Stearns is the, the character's name But I think that could also Be in play with the Wrecking Crew Like he went and hired guys That are more physically Adapt to go out into the streets And do his, his dirty work while he stays in the lab I think there's a real possibility Oh yeah
0: that's the guy he's like pen with The entire yeah. movie I think it, there's He's a, in a real professor possibility. in the movie yeah.
1: I think he could make a return to the MCU as the leader yeah he's uh, not not knocking him he's a he's a medium tier he's like a good actor but he's the kind
0: of the actor that isn't big enough Where like he might want to latch on to the MCU and have a maybe returning like villain character mm-hmm. so I could definitely see it and that makes sense because he's a character that's super smart
1: yeah and we haven't seen him in you know 15 years so yeah what's he doing Where's he been he also tries to get Natasha to take all of the the Hulk blood and everything and she says no, so I think there's a door for him to come through and come back uh, in some sort of capacity, but three, I like that theory. I think I think he's on the table. I think your Justin Hammer theory is fantastic and is on the table. I think Kingpin's on the table because it's street level. He's got his his hands all over the place, not just in New York. That would be a be good anywhere. that would
0: be a good thing to create for a guy like Kingpin for himself.
1: Yeah, and I think on the, the lowest rung of you know, the pecking order would be Val, simply just because I think she's way more calculated and wants to use bigger named people to her advantage.
0: And from what we've seen from her so far, she seems to wait for the opportune moment and then strike in terms of talking to the individual. Um, and so my point is I think that would carry over to what you're saying. If she used the individuals to inflict violence i think she would wait
1: yeah either way so i don't think she would go that route so dylan from what we saw in episode three where does that put your ranking for this episode it's weird because
0: like i i like the premise of getting the war of the hawks hulks just i keep saying hawks and uh, i like some of the concept but this is the thing, it's not the any of the actors faults the cgi is killing me the ones the scene where she walked into the office it it looked like i was playing grand theft auto like it looked like a video game it was bad and i just i'm not not like and if you design that and i'm knocking you whoever you are cgi i'm knocking disney marvel corporation for not putting enough money into like allocating for cgi or not giving it enough time it's just it's becoming a, a sadly a trend right now i know everyone on the internet overreacts to some things but i will say it, it does t- for me this is my opinion remember we're all out to have these it takes it away from me because i look at the mcu as obviously superheroes aren't real right it'd be cool it'd be cool if superman could bust through here and be like what's up bro and i'm like yo we chuck a beer together <laughs> that'd be cool and not not cool because the ceiling has to hold it but but it'd be cool it, so, like, I want it to be as real and immersive as possible, and when CGI is not done to where I feel like, or m- many other people feel like it's justified and looking legit, then it takes away from that fantasy world. And yes, you could argue, like, take that part of your brain turn it off, but I physically can't. Kyle knows that. And it just slowly bothers me. Um, I'm not gonna knock it. Like I don't think I, I wouldn't give it like a really much of a worse rating than last week. I think the show is still enjoyable enough or good enough for me to turn into every week. It's just the CGI and the the slow burn for like a Marvel sitcom comedy doesn't sit entirely right with me because I like the taking their time, but at the same time it's like a comedy lawyer thing. So it's like I don't know, just kind of weird. Also, like I said last week, sitcom, not really my thing. And I knew that going in, so. So your official score for episode Official score, yeah, I gave like a whole review first. Uh, I think I gave it like, what, like a six point something last week. So I'll just play it safe. I'll stay around the same. I'll just go six flat. I think it's six out of ten, not the best score. It's It's still me telling you to turn in and try it, but.
1: I think I'm giving this episode like I like I said. I think it progressed the the plot along much more in this episode. It's not you know telling multiple stories per se. Yeah. Now that you know Bruce is off world, uh, which I think we'll see him again at some point um, with his son. With his son. Um, and you know we got Wong coming through the the Marvel Wong universe. The M w-
0: nothing is Wong when Wong's back. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> We got Megan the Stallion, MCU canon. Um, I, I thought the post credit scene was not hilarious. Not in a million
0: years that I thought right. a, a twerking post credit. scene. Never
1: thought that would happen. Um, the post credit scene thing just continuing to happen, like we've said. You do, I, do, every I do like that as well. I like that for every episode. It's, it, it's different from all the other shows where, like... You wait around, and then nothing pops up, and it's like, oh, wow, what a tease. Yeah. I like that there's something every episode to kind of look forward to at the end. Agreed. Um, And I think they're doing – I don't know how you feel about it. I think they're doing a good job putting a lot of content in a 30-minute time window.
0: I'll give it that. I think it doesn't feel like short in terms of like it doesn't feel like it's just like – As
1: opposed to some of the other shows we watch where there were short episodes, and it was like, wow, that was like abrupt.
0: Yeah, no, it, it feels like they're doing sitcom justice, yeah. Putting a episode's worth in the episode, not streaming you along for eh streaming for like, you know, a small little ride. But yeah. They do they do do a nice little circle. We
1: also I don't wanna miss out on we got Renee Goldsberry from Hamilton in this episode, her first cameo. That's true. Which I, was fantastic. I didn't even think they mentioned that. Um phenomenal, phenomenal actress, phenomenal singer. Um and I think this show is is it's going to start to progress along starting next week. Like if, if it's been tough for you to tune in like it's been for Dylan a little bit, you know, depending on your style of show that you enjoy, I'm I'm booking it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say I, I would take this to the bank. Episode four tends to be the episode. Prop bet <laughs> every single. Yeah. Shout out. Pick up uh, episode four for every MCU show tends to be the one where the season takes that shift That's, to the it's, next He's step.
0: not wrong. He's preaching. I mean, the <laughs> episode four do be wild. Aren't?
1: Episode four is be wild as hell. I think next week could potentially be where we either see Leapfrog, a.k.a. Frogman. Uh, he's going by Leapfrog, which is his villain name in the comics. I know. It's, um, I forgot he was even a villain <laughs> until you brought him up. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then that is going to lead to Daredevil showing up. When we see Matt, I don't know. But I think next week is going to be like one of those like jaw on the ground. People are talking on social media even more than they are these past three episodes. And I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Hulk off world next week. Oh, and like, see what he's doing see like a space cameo in Sakaar or something like that. Maybe see Jeff Goldblum show up. I think next week's going to be absolutely bad shit bonkers. Boncos, and it's simply because it's Disney Plus Day. They always try to put something crazy out there to get people talking as much as possible on the internet during Disney Plus I'm Day. okay with this. So I think next week is going to be a wild game-changing episode. I'm going to give this episode a solid 8.1. It was enjoyable. Like I said, it moved the plot along. We saw Megan the Stallion. Eh. Um, <laughs> I thought the courtroom eh. scenes were very funny. And, like, they did a good job with those. Um... And I I like the extended look at Tim Roth and and Wong in this show as well. Nothing Wong. Nothing Wong with Wong. Uh, So I'm going to give it an 8.1. Dylan gives it a 6, so that's 14.1. Don't judge me. I feel you judging me with your eyes. (laughs) And for the people at home, some quick math there. That's a 7.1 out of 10 for episode 3. That's not bad. Of She-Hulk. So shout out to Jennifer Walters. Shout out to Megan the Stallion. And shout out to <laughs> It made its return this week, Dylan. House of the Dragon, episode two, is now in the books. And I know you guys are probably like, wow, this show comes out on Sundays. It's like, wow. It gives Dylan and I an opportunity to watch the show as much as possible so we get the most detailed breakdown for you. Plus, we can break this down with She Hulk at the same time. Uh, Hell yeah. And you get to watch this two days before the new episode comes out so we keep it fresh in your brains. Yeah, dude. In the now, Episode two came out this past Sunday. A little bit slower. A little bit of a slower pace of some epic scenes yeah. that happened. We got. Which I didn't even realize until people were talking about it, because I did watch it live or not live, but I watched it on Sunday uh, on HBO Max. And I didn't even realize in episode one, we didn't get like a title sequence scene mm-hmm. because we got that prologue that happened. Oh, yeah, um, but we got, you know, a new opening credit scene same song because they were like, yeah, we can't outdo this music, so we're just going to use the same music and make you realize that you're watching Game of Thrones show.
0: When Kyla brings the Delco accent out, that's we you know it's serious, folks. <laughs> Buckle it's, up. It's,
1: it's a serious fucking matter, okay? Buckle up. Uh, I thought the opening credit scene was pretty sick, the detail of it. Um, Eric Voss from New Rockstars does a really intricate, fun, detailed breakdown of everything that goes on in that opening credit scene so go check that out for sure shout That's out awesome. to Eric Voss um, but the blood flowing I like that signifying kind of like a family tree almost was very cool yeah the
0: the OG Game of Thrones has like um, the game board the game board has like clockwork type stuff like gears and cogs and stuff whereas this is blood blood which is fitting because it's about a house that rules with force and has dragons
1: so, like Dylan said, this episode, a little bit slower, a little bit yeah. less action-packed than last week, but I thought it was a good switch-up, um, and then when you kind of are sitting back and you realize when they say it in the episode that, if you didn't realize, episode two is a six-month time jump yeah. from episode one. Um which apparently mid-season is when the 10-year time jump is going to
0: happen. Yes. Uh, several of the actors, primarily um, the younger ones in terms of, like, Reiner's. The core
1: four, like, young actors. They are all going to get
0: replaced because it takes, a, like Kyle said, a pretty significant jump. Which pretty much means we're going to fast forward to Homegirl being Prego. Or not Prego, having kids. Um, because, you know, they will all be older.
1: Yeah. What a time! Um, yeah,
0: what a time is right. Also, that dad, the king, a good actor. Actually, I, I'm very much enjoying his acting, uh, but he needs to learn how to like time stuff well. He's like just having a heart to heart with his daughter. The next day, he's just like, "I'm gonna marry your best friend."
1: I told y'all last week that king, he's a baby back bitch. He's he's so he lost so much power. From last week's episode, and it was proven in this week's episode, um, where he names an heir, obviously his daughter, and his daughter's role in the whole kingdom doesn't really change. She's still out there serving wine uh, in the meeting room. And this episode, I think the key points were, I'm still hashtag Team Damon, Matt Smith is a fucking lunatic villain and I love every second of his act. Same. Um him stealing the that, dragon egg.
0: The fake blonde wig just does it.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Him stealing the dragon egg, claiming that he's getting married to what they call his whore. Um and Yo, I, I kept saying it. I'm like,
0: bro, she's right there. Right? I was like yo, Mary You married a whore. And I'm like, yo, bro, chill. Chill, bro. Like I know, I know you guys are beefing, but like you want to be a little nicer to the lady. Right?
1: she's right there <laughs> uh, and claiming that she's bearing child goes and takes over you know the the side the side land if you will it's a cool castle man show was sick um, also that that scene like you're saying
0: the tension you definitely felt that oh uh, yeah. I think anyone listening watching. Uh, as you we, we all felt tension, I, I was like, I, bet, I, I thought they're gonna get burnt by the dragon
1: at first. Yeah, his dragon. His dragon is fucking sick. His dragon's a big boy. That boy's neck is. Or, long. or girl,
0: I don't know. I, it's a guy, right? I think it's a guy dragon. I think so. Big boy.
1: That boy's neck is so long.
0: Dude, that dragon's scary. That
1: dragon is hell. If I was scary. one of
0: those swordsmen on that bridge, I would have done shit myself. I
1: <laughs> will tell you what uh i do have to show dylan this uh video this is uh this is from david Leavitt, um or levitt He's a multimedia journalist with bylines and cbs axis yahoo examiner etc uh he tweeted this video last week <laughs> <laughs> everyone's favorite dancing kid over the yeah. the house of the dragon intro credits um His dragon was sick That entrance was awesome Yeah And I thought it was like Dunzo You're done And then And even a cooler entrance Bingo Bongo Homegirl Generic Daenerys As everyone says Dude
0: Generic Daenerys When she flew that dragon down She's a badass dude You're gonna have to be a visual one for this I'm not gonna say it But she flew down She was just like she, she asserted dominance. Put that
1: thing on a motherfucking <laughs> table, bro. Yeah. She put her thing on the table like that nutsack from episode <laughs> one. The <laughs> nervous never <been> spark. <laughs> I'm never going to over that scene. Uh, That might be. So I have been. This is a fun little thing. First time for the viewers and listeners. I have been thinking of what we've talked about for years now on this show since we started doing this format of streamer season in our our awards show, yeah. I feel like that's going to be an, an award-nominated scene from <laughs> us. The nervous fart. House of the Dragon. It's what happens, dude. It's so much to unpack. They're being like people
0: are being essentially pillaged. Yes. The man's family jewels get d- detached, and he
1: fucking farts. Here, here are the nominees for best comedic scene so far in a streaming television it's platform. Fart. It's the nervous fart. The nervous fart. House of the Dragon. He just plays the scene. (laughs) And the winner (laughs) is the nervous fart. (laughs) The nervous fart. House of the Dragon. And there's a... (laughs) And edited
0: in there is...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how he accepts it. I'll make the theme song with the farts. Somebody, please. Um, I thought that scene... What's it? Uh, dragon Fell is the name of that place. Dragon Stone? Dragon Stone. Yeah. That scene, that just like tension, like you brought up, and just like the stare down between awesome. Renera and Damon was fucking awesome. And her dragon comes through a little bit of a smaller dragon than Damon's dragon, but she asserts her dominance is like, give me the fucking egg back because that's the egg I put in my brother's cradle or whatever it was that they said you're not taking that fucking dragon and I do got to say when they show the uh, the subtitles on the screen if you're not already watching with subtitles which I don't because I don't need them yeah um, the names of the dragons and the spelling I feel like once this season ends we're going to do like our list of like all name team dragons (laughs) dragons (laughs) Um. She gets the egg back, and that's really the first time we see Damon like have like a chink in the armor.
0: Yeah, so his character design is really interesting because he comes off and is very much an asshole and is very cocky, but he still has the honor boundness of the fa- like the ancestral blood, like the fact, like to talk like the blood, like he could have easily started some serious shit there. And he, he balked. Like, he, he bowed, essentially, to her. Like, he gave the, the you know, the egg back. Yeah. And even before, like, with his brother, he could have killed his brother right there and then when he was in King's Landing. Granted, it might not have worked, but he could have tried to take yep. the throne. His brother, the king, is weak, and he knows that. He talks about that in confidence to the his other brother guy. brother
1: had his fucking disgusting-ass pinky and a whole bowl of Which, maggots.
0: I love that end scene where we're talking about how... Uh, what's the guy's name with dreads? I keep forgetting. Uh
1: Cole Colvis I think it is. It was just
0: cool how he was basically going on a speech. He was like I was I was nothing. I've made my way. I've made my keep, my earn my earnings, I've taken things. And he's like Damon, you have to do the same. Basically, he's just wordsmithing Damon to go kill some pirates. Corliss, Corliss, Corliss
1: Valerion is uh, our
0: he's, guy. He's he's wordsmithing Damon to go kill the crab, the crab boy.
1: Yeah, Mr. Krabs looks a little fucking crazy.
0: That guy looks scary.
1: Um We'll get to Mr. Krabs in a little bit. Um, Mr. Krabs. What did you make of the scene when <laughs> Raynera and Alicent are like praying in front of all the candles and everything? It's a little bit of a. A heart-to-heart moment, but also kind of a like awkward moment because Allison knows what she's doing. It's awkward
0: because she knows what she's doing, and Renaris does not. And she's perceivably her best friend, and they've grown up together, and they are there the same. There is a little age. bit of a
1: connection there too. You and I both brought that up. Yeah, when we were watching episode one last week, and yeah. the actress who plays Allison, they said that if you felt like there's some sort of you know extra added connection between it, the there two is. it's meant to be and feel that way and they said they felt that way as, ah. a, as a queer actor they felt that way when they read the so script that, and everything so, so that so.
0: makes it even more interesting because of you know her father marrying her best friend yes also low-key potential love interest right so not only is it on paper her dad marrying a woman who's younger I get that for the context of the show and the time, it is what it is. Weird, but it is what it is. Uh, at least you older than the one girl. That was weird. <laughs>
1: yeah, homeboy, yeah. homeboy proposing his 12 year old.
0: Even the even the king at least even got weirded yes. out by that. He was like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, uh, uh,
1: if if he would have been like, all right, let's do this, I would send that man to the log, bro. <laughs> get him out.
0: This man belongs on a list. Uh, um, no, but so marrying a young woman. Marrying his daughter's friend, and on top of that, it's a woman that his daughter cares about more than most.
1: Yes. Now, let me preface this. Mm-hmm. And I there was
0: no there was no buildup to it. By the way, he did. Right. just he just fucking ripped that band-aid Spending right off.
1: Time together, and we have got a little tease of this in episode one when she walks into you know the room and he's working on the. The, the game board castle thing with the dragon and everything. And she's wearing one of his wife's dresses to walk in and everything. Well, it's all, it's,
0: it's all by design, by the, oh, fu- yeah. by the dad.
1: Otto is a scumbag. Um, Otto.
0: So you didn't watch the You didn't watch the original, but if you watch the original, Otto reminds me of a little finger and little finger was the guy. The King
1: has right now. After all, those yeah.
0: <laughs> little finger was on the council in King's landing, like way later than this show. And he was in charge of the uh, like treasury, house of coin, whatever they call it. And he runs the brothels later. And he's very tricky. Like he constantly, right in the back. Now, Otto, I don't know if he's going to be a full backstabber. Because he does seem to have some loyal tendencies. Like my brother and I were talking, his willingness to go yeah, to Damon and get the stone back. That's If you were truly a snake, would you risk that? Probably not and I think that, that was that dangerous in a
1: sense to show loyalty loyalty and to show to the king like you're gonna get the same type of shit from my daughter like that type of loyalty gotcha. that type of you know defense mechanism from her yeah so I'm gonna stand up for you and go do your dirty work um I'm gonna preface this too I know this is the shit that happens back then it's gross now to even conceptualize still weird it's weird. This is for the show context only. The king choosing Alicent over the young Valerian daughter, another just dumb decision by him. Dumb decision. He's going with his heart instead of his head because if he would have gone with the Valerian daughter, it's still in his family because the the queen that never was is... And, Part his, of that family and Targaryens
0: are known to mingle with their own blood, so it's not out of the
1: weird normal for them. And the king would have acquired all the ships, all of that power from their side of, of the kingdom and everything. So he done goofed once again. Now, that being said, it would have been absolutely disgusting and I probably would have turned the show off at that point because, ew. Um, yeah. I also loved the scene between... Rainera and the queen that never was, when they're up on that balcony. Dude, dude. Okay. I'm gonna
0: say it. I'm I'm glad you broke out. No. She such a bitch. Yes. For no reason. None at all. I was like, girl. I was I was watching it with my brother down here. We were watching it and we were like
1: what the fuck? Cause she's so bitter. Yeah, bitter or
0: not. I, I get it. There is the one aspect of their conversation where she is trying to rip down the last right. remaining like shroud and sense that Renes has of like positivity and like, look, this is a man's world, which it very much this was. is a man's world. Mm-hmm. Good song. Uh, very much is and was in that time period. Right. In real life, well, and in the show. Uh, so it's like, I get it. But the delivery was very cold-hearted, and it's just like I give her credit for not breaking that much with her aunt. But like, my lord, dude, she was just ripping at it. Like, I, my lord, (laughs) it was like kind of like twenty percent, like information, like actually, like there was some care there, maybe. But then the eighty percent was just being petty,
1: bitch. Yes, twenty percent concentrated power of will. (laughs)
0: And I don't like using the, 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 the B-word that much anymore. I know it's kind of controversial, but... And we can all agree that the... Ho- she
1: was a bitch. Uh, yeah, Homegirl was very much a bitch. <laughs> um, I love that scene, though. Like, that dynamic. I, I think the actress playing young Rainer is a fucking rock star. I want to see her in more shit, too, outside of yeah. the game. Of she's going to have girl. a good, a good acting career ahead of her. She's heard. 22. Like, she's just getting into... The prime of her career. I want to see her in more projects. Yeah, maybe,
0: we'll, maybe we'll see her in an MCU project eventually. Sick.
1: um Overall, I thought this episode was a good pacing episode. Like I said, the six month jump. It was a good dialogue episode too, yeah. in terms of like you had that conversation. You had the
0: conversation at the end of the king talking to. Um, I'm blanking on his name.
1: You just said it. The guy with the dreads. Valerian is the last name. Um,
0: having a conversation with Damon. Oh, with Damon, yeah, rather. I love that conversation. That was an too. awesome it was conversation. Like, bro,
1: you need to just go do what you gotta do. Um, I love that scene too.
0: There's a lot of good dialogue. Like even, even the king rejecting that guy's daughter and like, what'd your mother yeah. say about it? And she's like, Well and he's like, Yes, that's the gross bye. So like there was a lot of aspects I liked. Um as for score, I think last week I gave it eight out of ten. I'd probably just go slightly under that, like, literally, like, 7.9. I think the episode was no worse. It's just a little bit slower, so I'm giving it that much less of a score.
1: Yeah, I thought the dialogue was really well done. I thought the build-up to where we're going on Sunday with Mr. Krabs uh, Dude, is going to be sick.
0: It's going to be sick and also scary, because the way that, when they, when they're dying, like, with the crabs.
1: <laughs> um, the dragons, again, looked... Phenomenal, ten out of ten. The entrance for Raynero and her dragon was sick as fuck. She's a little badass. Um, and again, Matt Smith, Damon is a, a weapon. Like, it's very rare that you and I, this deep, and I know it's not that deep, but this deep into a show, we're like, yo, the villain fucks. <laughs> yeah, and it's about damn time we get some villainy. Uh, shout out to Gru.
0: It's it's cool to actually like a villain because. A lot of times they're either so sinister and evil you can't relate, but that's the good thing about yes. Game of Thrones writing is Matt Smith's villain is multi-layered, and objectively, at least we agree on it, there is things to like about him, and they're even, not, not everything he's doing, you know, he's kind of weird and crazy, but there are layers of like him being spurned by his brother and his family. You get that as a human being, and you're like, yo, I'd be pissed too. Yes, so
1: um, I also saw a very funny joke from episode one where uh, they were talking about <laughs> Matt Smith's character and uh, something came up with, like, because we'll get into it too, The one of the showrunners is leaving the show after one. Yeah, I saw that. One. Uh, it's the guy
0: who directed all the battles yeah. of
1: the old Game of Thrones. So <laughs> they were talking about... Uh, it was like essentially a, a cop joke. It said, fuck 12. All my homies hate the Golden Cloaks. That's awesome. <laughs> um, this episode for me, I think I gave last week a 7.6. Similar to Dylan, it took a little dip just because it wasn't. It was It was a pacing episode, It's a which little is bit fine. slower right now. Um, I'm going to give this one a 7.4. Because I am a big fan of dialogue. If it's good dialogue, yeah, like, it was good. I'll be a fan of it. This week for the most part, pretty solid. I just miss the lack of action in a sense. Don't worry, we'll get more nervous oh, fart. we'll get more
0: nervous fart guy eventually.
1: Um we're gonna get tons of action this coming episode, but I also Our like, scores
0: will probably be higher and there won't be there will definitely be a coincidence.
1: I also like continue to hate the king. And I like the the acting is phenomenal. I, I just the character love itself. The
0: king for the acting,
1: yes. Like I, the acting is so well done. Like big fan of the actor and everything. And do you, do you know just why the You know like, why you
0: hate his character? Uh,
1: he's just such. It's a because he's not a dimwit. good. He's
0: not a good king.
1: He's terrible.
0: He, it's making him out though to be a decent man, a bad king.
1: Yeah. Um, we did our rankings and we're also, we did get a couple dragon scrolls and some fun Hell yeah. games as well. Uh, who are you riding with going into episode three beow, in beow, terms beow, of beow, uh, beow. the character you trust the most or the character you ride with the most?
0: Dude, the character I ride the most, I not have to Google his name, but the, the, the prince that she elected to be part of. Yeah. He had a witty comeback against uh, when I knocked you off your horse or whatever. Yes. The, I was like,
1: ooh, That okay. was epic.
0: But then uh, Damon called him like Sir Crispy, basically. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> that was great. Um, um, but I ride with him because riding with him inadvertently rides with Maneras. So it's kind of like a two for one. True. Um And I like his loyalty. And he's a cool little side character. Game of Thrones is all about liking side characters. Kyle will learn that the more he goes. Uh, My favorite character from the old OG show is not technically, I guess, main character eventually, but is a side character. So I would ride with those two. Uh, Like you said, the king's kind of incompetent. A lot of their people are scheming. I guess Damon too, but yeah, eventually he'll cross a line. And I'll be like...
1: <laughs> I still fuck with Raynera. I think she's a great character so far. Amazing character. Damon's fucking awesome. Um Colerous Valerian. Valerion. I love his character a ton. Not sure how I feel about his wife anymore. <laughs> she like we said, she's kind of a bitch. Um but I like Valerion a ton. Um Allison, she's a little sneaky bitch. <laughs> she's a little sneaky, sneaky one. Sneaky. Sneaky sneaky uh they have fallen down my rank just a tad but not too much um but overall pretty solid episode we did get a dragon scroll which is our listener viewer submitted questions theories thoughts on episodes so you can send them to me on instagram or twitter uh, Kbizzle11 on Instagram, K B I Z 311 on Twitter. You can send it to Streamer Season on Instagram or Twitter at Streamer S Z N, or Dylan Try on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola, uh, or in the YouTube comment section. You can yeah. also leave them there. Uh, this one comes from our boy Mikey Ostrowski. There's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a layered one. Yes, uh, Mikey's returning Dragon Scroll. He said, "I got almost nothing on this episode." pretty slow kind of knew Damon would team up with the Valerians uh, totally called the high towers making a run uh, for the throne though only theory from this episode the egg is drogon not that it would really mean much but it's a fun theory and then followed up and said quick theory that clicked Damon gets defensive for his brother when Valerian um, starts talking bad about the king and making stupid choices. This is a glimpse into, quote, Damon cares more about the family than anything, thing that I said last week. Could be nothing or could be something. <laughs> I love Mikey. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I could be right or wrong. Could be something, could be nothing. Well, I mean,
0: what he said is pretty spot on, though. I, I, I do think that I kind of talk, I hinted at that today. Like, Damon still loves his family. He just acts out like a little kid. He's a, yes. he's a man child. But we, we love this man-child in this particular show.
1: Um, here we go. So this was a great tweet that I saw. Um, and we'll incorporate some of the funny tweets as well in our Dragon Scrolls segment. This one comes from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dragonfly Jones on Twitter. One of the funniest Twitter followers out there. Uh, <laughs> he tweeted, Hey, what the hell is wrong with Damon's dragon? That bitch neck long as hell. He looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one I do enjoy that uh, some other ones here that I saw as well um, this one was great just a picture of George R.R. Martin that I'll put in for the YouTube viewers Oh,
0: I should be the still frame for that
1: nails, earrings house of the dragon emblem um, and then I also got here going to pull this That one killed me. And then uh, oh yeah it was the video I showed you uh, earlier with our favorite Dancing King over the, the video there. So send your dragon scrolls in. And the memes. The memes. Fun, the funny hahas, Is that memes? Not the funny weirds. Uh, <laughs> at streamer SCN on Twitter. On Instagram. Dylan gives us a 7.9. I give it a 7.9. Four, which means for the quick mathers at home, it's like seven point something. But this is officially a seven point seven episode of House of the Dragon, episode two in not the books. Not too shabby. Which, Dylan, that leads us or to not too crabby. <laughs> money, 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 money. Uh, this leads us to everybody's favorite segment. It is the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by our homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. .com. Dylan, one of our favorite uh, actors to talk about on this show, will return as his character in the MCU. That is one Ben Kingsley making the return as Trevor Slattery some call in the me, Wonder Man series.
0: Some call me a teacher, others a terrorist.
1: That comes via Variety. Wonder Man will have Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery. I like that. I love that. Uh, Marvel Projects, which will start filming in 2023 in chronological order. Agatha coven of chaos will begin filming in january 2023 deadpool 3 awesome will begin in spring of 2023 you've peaked
0: my interest with this one Mm -hmm.
1: daredevil born again will begin filming in may of 2023
0: my interest is also peaked
1: the thunderbolts will begin filming in june of
0: 2023
1: the fantastic four will begin filming in summer of 2023
0: did you see the play Reed Richards, by the way. I did not. It was the actor. I don't know his name. I didn't watch the show.
1: People at home, you might be like, "Wait, well,
0: but anyway, uh, that you, the guy oh. Netflix, the main actor." I actually looked at the pictures, and I as much as I that. as much as I want Krasinski, I would not be mad because he actually does kind of look like yeah a Reed Richards. Not bad. Of course, the comments were
1: also wouldn't hate if he was Johnny Storm. Yeah, no, he's Johnny Blaze.
0: Sorry to cut you off there. I had to get that no, off that's, my that's brain awesome. before I forgot that. That's
1: cross-streaming platform continuities. <laughs> uh, we also have Okoye, Never cross the streams. I've never cross the streams. And Nova beginning to film in 2023. Uh, Dylan She-Hulk tweeted uh, a couple days ago that if they got to 4,000 likes on this tweet, they would leak some of the haikus from Emil Blonsky mm-hmm. that he wrote in jail. The tweet ended up getting 72.2k likes. So here are some haikus from our man Emil Blonsky. These could mean something. They could mean nothing. But my tiny ears hear the storm and stirrings of time. Pain caused and carried.
0: Damn, dude.
1: Yeah. Is he okay? To the world I am an abomination. But to me, I'm Emil Abomination or rehabilitation? Who are we to judge? It's only lonely in here, though I don't see it that way. I have my soulmates. Glass walls surround me. Prisoner is what I am, yet inside I'm free. If inside you feel a rage uncontrollable, a nice one just breathe namaste 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 those are some haikus from emil Blonsky in prison uh we also have the latest streaming platform merger allegedly going down paramount plus and showtime are combining into a single streaming app my guess is that showtime is going to
0: yeah that's the that's sick people see that if you can, it's just a picture of the actor that's
1: allegedly met with
0: Marvel to play Reed Richards.
1: Um, Showtime, I feel like, is going to slide into Paramount Plus's umbrella. So,
0: like, <laughs> we kind of had this conversation a while ago, how there were so many streaming services and they might like bleed off of each other, or some might bleed. And I guess they listened and they watched the pod, and now they're just they're just merging together. They're just creating little super teams. They're just they're just NBAing it. They're just. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh you know who's not nbaing it uh the dc
0: cinematic universe dc is a
1: walking l uh dc fandom has reportedly been canceled this year
0: that's like their comic con thing right yes So
1: quote here with the return of in-person events warner brothers discovery is excited to be able to engage with our fans live at numerous comic cons around the world and will not be scheduling dc fandom for 2022
0: yeah, DC, dude, it's crazy how DC just, like, literally just took the massive Ist L in the past, like, months. Like, with the whole Ezra Miller being a literal whack job to canceling Batgirl to allegedly not having a new Batman sequel to merging to doing what Kyle just <laughs> said. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Canceling, I think, the just, the um, the live-action show got canceled, I believe. What's it yeah. called? Yeah. Young think, Justice. Young Ju- yeah. The animated one or the, well, the animated one, too, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that canceled as well, right? I think so. So Could be wrong. Fact could be wrong as us. well. But uh, either way, it's a long string of L's.
1: Speaking of L's, this last name starts with an L. Dylan, this is a... Lasagna? Titty, tiny spoiler <laughs> for House of the Dragon Episode 3. Lasagna? House Lannister will return in episode
0: three of House of the Dragon. And they're saying, Kyle won't know this, but if you watch the other show, you will. So, Kyle, they're, they're saying is a Lannister always pays their debts.
1: Sounds like they gamble a lot. <laughs> uh, they do with life. <laughs> uh, speaking of House of the Dragon, we brought this up a little bit. Co-showrunner Miguel Sapp, uh, Sapochnik is exiting the series after uh, season one. Um This comes as somewhat of a surprise, in my opinion. Ryan Condal will now serve as the show's sole uh, showrunner and continue to work closely with co-creator George R.R. Martin. Alan Taylor will return to the Game of Thrones universe and direct multiple episodes in Season 2. A quote from Sapochnik, It was incredibly tough to decide to move on, but I know that this is the right choice for me personally and professionally. I'm deeply uh, comforted to know that Alan will be joining uh, I believe this precious series cannot be in safer hands. And according to Culture Crave, Miguel Sapochnik leaves with a first-look deal at HBO to develop new projects and will remain as an executive producer for House of the Dragon.
0: Yeah, allegedly I saw in the comments, I was reading about that, that that he, that he, he may have left to um, hobble on the Jon Snow Show mm. That was the theory, which okay. makes sense. Um, either way, it is kind of random, and it is interesting uh, for someone some Two episodes in. Especially when it already got renewed for a season two. So, like, obviously, HBO is seeing how well it's doing, and they were like, yep, more money, more problems.
1: Uh, you'll enjoy this, Dylan's show that's on my watch list, but I know you've watched it. Harley Quinn has been renewed for a season four at HBO Did Max. Did see that,
0: dude? It's a good show. I just watched a new episode yesterday. Um...
1: I saw that they
0: released the new Marvel Zombie show coming out. It's going to play like Invincible, like the animated show. Okay. Which makes sense. Uh, and they just said most of the characters will not survive, which
1: also nice. makes sense. So. Uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Dylan. I'll throw something at you. Your your other show making a return tomorrow.
0: Oh, my God. Did you see the opening?
1: I have not seen anything from it.
0: It looks like a fucking soap opera. The Rings no. of
1: Power, Dylan. The Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime Video It's currently at 85% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 82 reviews.
0: Not terrible. I'm talking about, if you didn't see this, it went kind of viral. It was like a little bit of a meme. It, it, like the opening, whatever, like sequence screen song it's like introducing them <clears throat> with like a black background it's almost like soap opera and it looks so cheesy and the top comment was like they have a billion dollar budget and it looks like a lifetime soap opera or something like that. that's
1: amazing um so yeah i'm a little worried uh to that. that's an understatement speaking of more warner brothers drama oh god warner brothers insiders are reportedly saying that Zack snyder's justice league Never should have happened, since it further divided that fan base against the studio. There are many, there may be more ongoing tweaking with Aquaman two to match up with the timeline now that it releases after the Flash. Oh, fuck off! Uh, House of the Dragon episode two drew in ten point two million viewers, a two percent increase from the premiere. That's sick. Um, here's an interesting one too: more HBO drama. Legendary Entertainment, which is in charge of the Dune movies and Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yeah, they're switching, right? They are planning to move on from Warner Brothers to make movies with either Sony or Paramount. That's good for Paramount. Talks with Warner Brothers remain open, but a move elsewhere seems like the likeliest option at this point. It's nuts. I feel like it's going to be Paramount because I believe there's a King Kong series in development already at Paramount. So I it, would feel t- like that it would tie the, nicely
0: together to have them both be under the same umbrella. I feel like that's the move uh, for that moving
1: forward. That'd be a good get for them, man. Um, let's see here. I like that. Echo has wrapped filming. Series releases next summer, summer twenty twenty three. We'll have I keep forgetting Echo. We're
0: getting that sooner than later,
1: which will involve our boy Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio as well uh, as. Echo. So that's gonna be a very fun series. Our King Dylan, Danny DeVito. Yo, he's between the storm. According to Wired, says Disney better cast him as Phil in the live action Hercules movie. Quote If they don't put me in that, they don't have a hair on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love All time yeah. quote from Danny DeVito right there. Love him. Um Florence Pugh will not be doing press for Don't Worry Darling outside of the Venice Film Festival. This suggests the validity of a fallout between her and director Olivia Wilde. She's also going to be shooting Dune Part 2, which may be part of the reason for the limited press, but both films are being distributed by Warner Brothers. So some uh, interesting stuff there, to say the least. That movie
0: is going to tank.
1: Netflix, speaking of tanking, has canceled Resident Evil after one season.
0: Yeah, good. It was terrible. <laughs> uh,
1: more Danny DeVito. He says, uh, his penguin is better than Colin Farrell's. Quote, I love Colin. He's a terrific guy. My penguin was better. It's my opinion. <laughs> I, love, I love Danny DeVito, bro. Uh Matt Shackman is in talks. We talked about this a little bit last week. He's in talks to direct Fantastic Four. He worked on Division. Love that. Uh, and there's a good chance that Shackman will be officially announced at D23, um, which is very exciting. Nope is now out on uh, digital. Oh, you watch that. Jordan movie, which I believe if you have Apple TV Plus, it's on there. you can watch it on there. Um, very good, good movie. Yeah, you liked it, right? Loved it. Yeah. Uh, very well done. Dylan, here's a fun one. Ryan Johnson reflects on oh, The Last I saw, Jedi five saw, years I later. Saw, I saw his quote. quote. Oh my God. I'm even more proud of it now. When I was up at bat, I really swung at the ball. What a fucking quote. The ultimate intent was not to strip away. The intent was to get the basic fundamental power of myth. And ultimately, I hope the film is an affirmation of the power of the myth of Star Wars in our lives. Dude, what ryan johnson says he's still talking to kathleen kennedy about his star wars films no he's allegedly supposed to have a trilogy of his own that he's working on no uh, it's just at this point a matter of schedule and when it can happen it would break my heart if i were finished
0: we hope you are ryan you can't you even spell his name right this is like r-i-a-n yes yeah I would say some more color,
1: colorful adjectives, but I'm not, for the sake of this video ever being published. Uh, we have Marvel artist versus Marvel actor beef. Oh, it's with the- with Mike the, Diodato, Marvel artist, the, throws shade at Namor's physique in Black Panther Wakanda forever. You can tell somebody screwed things up when an actor from a movie looks in worse shape than the 60-year-old artist who drew it. <laughs>
0: That's all this too.
1: Unbelievable stuff there. Uh we do have the first six episodes, Rotten Tomato scores for House of the Dragon Dill. Episode one, eighty five percent. Episode two, eighty four percent. Episode three, eighty two per cent. Episode four, eighty four percent. Episode five sits at eighty three percent, and episode six also at eighty three percent. So
0: very consistent. Yes. Very consistent. I feel like maybe the more action ones people don't like as much. That's why it's dipping down. Or maybe there's also slow ones. Who knows?
1: Here's a fun one, Dylan. Uh, we got our first look at our King Christian Bale in The Pale Blue Eye. He will play a detective aided by Edgar Allan Poe in solving a series of murders. This movie will release in theaters on December 23rd and on Netflix January 6th. That's sick. Let's see anything else here. I do love me some
0: Christian Bale. I'll tell you what.
1: Anything else? Oh, as we record this, happy 26th birthday to Zendaya.
0: If you want to leave me, and leave or leave me, if you want,
1: (laughs) done. (laughs) If you want to leave Tom Holland for me. There you go. Uh, The Rick and Morty creators think the show could go on forever, Dylan. I'm okay with that. It just feels infinite. I think a good TV show is one that lasts a 1,000 episodes. You don't design a paper airplane to land at a certain spot, a certain distance for you. A good paper airplane is the one that stays in the air forever, and that's impossible, but you fold it in a way that that's the goal. I like that quote. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this movie cast and this movie premise, but oh, okay. the movie *Dumb Money*, featuring oh, I, it's, Paul uh, Dano, Seth Rogen, Brian Gossinger, Sebastian right? Stan, and Pete Davidson. Okay, Davidson. Okay. The film follows the Wall Street madness caused by Reddit trolls skyrocketing GameStop stock. GameStop stock.
0: It's very like a meta.
1: Paul Dano, obviously, was the Riddler in the new Batman good movie. Actor, good actor. <laughs> Seth Rogen, obviously, we a know, legend. Yeah. Sebastian Stan, our boy, Bucky Barnes, and Pete Davidson. What a cast. i I have to, I have to watch that, honestly. It's just random. What a cast. Dylan, we also have uh, Disney Plus Day happening next Thursday, next so Thursday. we'll be able to talk about everything that happens on Disney Plus Day. Mm-hmm. It lines up perfectly for us. What are some of your predictions uh, for what we get on Disney Plus Day. Obviously it's a, a huge day in terms of, you know, more announcements than we got at Comic Con this year and everything. Yeah, probably an official Mandalorian trailer, I would assume. Yes, since they did show it to if you were at Comic Con in San Diego, yeah. you saw the trailer, hopefully they put it online now. That would be great. That's what I think. Our boy. Babu Frick is in the trailer.
0: Babu Frick. Um I think they release some new entities in terms of Star Wars or Marvel, like they might release a new Project or two. They, they seem to do that, or they, they tease them, or they release them and say, like, oh, yeah, blank and blank superhero coming 2025 or four. Um, just get people excited. I think they might release maybe like progress updates of upcoming Marvel films. Maybe, I, I was, not maybe, definitely a trailer or two across the board. I think that's a smart way. If they add the Mando trailer, and then maybe add a trailer for like an upcoming Marvel film that needs one. Maybe give us updates on Blade. It's kind of been quiet. I want to know yeah. what's going on with that. You we know? did
1: get a release date at Comic-Con, which was nice. Um, I think we're going to get... I like the Mandalorian digital trailer happening. I think we're going to get an update on the Bad Batch Season 2. That's true, too. Um, yeah, I think Star Wars updates. we're going to get an update on Ahsoka. I think that series is like the next in line after Mando Season 3 to you know debut. And then Marvel-wise, I think we're going to get a release date and full-blown announcement of the Halloween special that has been kind of missing. You've been talking about it for a while now. Which, it's on the table. Like, it's it's confirmed to be happening. We just don't have a name. And it's closed.
0: It's already close September right now. Right.
1: So, I think we're going to get that. And I think they've been waiting since it's just a one-off. It's not really a, yeah, it's like its own a series per se. But there's there's a cast for it. They've casted people for this, this special. So, I think we're going to get an announcement for that. I think we're going to get an announcement for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, um, which is supposed to come out, you know, December. Because it feels weird that we wouldn't get anything from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which comes out November 11th in theaters. And then we're going to wait all the way to spring 2023 for our next Marvel project being Secret Invasion. I feel like you need to fill in some holes there, which I think we'll get. I think we'll get an update on Armor Wars for sure at least a date yeah. announcement for that i would like that um i think we might maybe if we're lucky get a secret invasion trailer secret invasion man <laughs> thank you Kyle. um i think we'll get something with that we might get another look at black panther um but i don't know because it's disney plus day and that's a theaters thing so i doubt we will actually true um, true 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 but we are getting Thor: love and thunder on disney plus so we'll have a, a and i haven't blown, seen
0: it yet so i can finally watch we'll it we'll get a
1: full-blown review of that bad boy for you guys finally um, and I, i'm really curious on the other entities that disney carries of what we're gonna
0: get. yeah it's not just marvel and and uh star wars so they have other things you know
1: um Disney Plus day next week, so we'll be we'll be tweeting up a storm about it, and then we'll obviously be breaking it down on the show next week. Hopefully, so I gotta follow us at streamer s z n on yes, Twitter sir. on Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. You follow turn. me at k b i z z l three one one. Check out the website UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. Leave them
0: reviews and recommendations on what Kyle
1: and I are to watch next for you. On the Apple Podcast reviews, five-star reviews, Spotify, five-star ratings. YouTube. YouTube, comment section. Leave the recommendations. Leave your dragon scrolls in the YouTube comments. Mikey. Section. Leave your <laughs> uh, She-Hulk thoughts, theories, predictions for episode four because we all know episode four gets a little batshit crazy uh, in the it's MCU. True. So leave that there on the YouTube. Smash the like button. Ring that bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of streamer season or any of your favorite underground sports philadelphia podcasts in full video form subscribe 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 we're on that road to 1k gauntlet challenge baby you want to watch you want to see me watch game of thrones you got to subscribe to the youtube yeah. channel. uh we're currently at 226 subscribers You're getting so there progress chugging along but still a ways away from me going on that journey of season one of game of thrones and dylan cosplaying <laughs> as a character of your choice yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, we will have announcements for the other portions of the Gauntlet Challenge from our other shows in the coming days and weeks and everything. We've had some guests on the Outside the Box podcast. They're conjuring up stuff for us. Uh, So some fun looks there. And uh, the YouTube is just going to continue to pop. And this show does well on YouTube. So we appreciate the fuck out of you for tuning in on the tubes. Big thank you to our sponsors, Tom Out Shades. Pickup, Kenwood Beer, Bino Board. All their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. But this has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Dylan, I'm KB. We're going to go Hulk out on a dragon and we'll see you guys next week.